You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Hello, beautiful babes. So, inside of the Onyx this month, our theme is softening. And so for me, softening really felt like an invitation to talk about our mothering wound. And so this episode is really a conversation around healing the mothering wound, those holes, those spaces where we feel like we didn't get what we needed, where we felt like we weren't acknowledged or understood where we felt codependence and people-pleasing and our identities wrapped up in our parents and specifically our moms. This is an opportunity for reparenting. This is an opportunity for honesty and lack of judgment around the experience we have as children through adulthood. Our relationships with our parents are so nuanced. And there's just so much to them. And relationships in general are so difficult. But when it's with parents and with romantic relationships, holy shit, it just can take you. So I'm so happy to be having this conversation. I've talked about my mom and my experience and losing her last summer and how difficult that was, but how much truth came forward after that how much I really got to ask difficult questions and get really honest about my life and my experiences and my relationship with her. So I wanted to go deeper and deeper into this to support you. And if you are inside the Onyx, you get to get more of a one-on-one coaching feel at the end of this episode with me. I'll go into the prompts that I created based on this conversation and carry you through a deeper conversation of how to heal and what to ask yourself and how to hold the container and space for yourself to do that. So if you are interested in joining this incredible community that we have, not only are you getting these extended solo episodes with deeper prompts, you're also sitting in women's circles facilitated by me sitting with incredible healers. We had Howard Wills. We just had Emily the Medium. My dear friend Carolina Parnell will be leading us in a plant meditation later this month. And it's just a really beautiful space for incredible women to sit and see one another and go deeper into this healing journey. So if you'd love to join us, we would be so thrilled to have you and you can go to the show notes and check out that link and everything that we have inside of the Onyx. All right, let's get into all of our mommy issues. My mom just came forward and said, I'm here. I'm here for this conversation. I have chills right now. I was not expecting that. Thank you, mama. I feel called as you're listening to this that if you feel like it would be 
supportive for you to ask your mom whether she is alive or passed on to come forward right now and ask to sit in this conversation with her on a very, very high spiritual level. What I think we forget sometimes is that just because we may not be in the 3D physically able to have conversations with certain people, we can energetically and on a soul level connect. And I have done this with many people in my life, people who are alive and passed on. I have opened up and facilitated conversations with them. Maybe it's an apology. Maybe it's letting them know I'm okay. Maybe it's asking for their support. But I ask for it on a soul higher self level. And I'm talking to their highest self, talking to their soul. There's an energetic connection. And so I offer that to you right now as we get into a conversation with our mother. How can you connect with her right now? How can you feel her? How can you hold her? How can you allow her to hold you and to be present with you in this conversation that may be so uncomfortable, maybe really asking a lot of you right now, maybe really painful, maybe so beautiful. Can you allow her to drop into your space? I didn't understand any of this until my mom died. And if you haven't heard me talk about this before. My mom passed away from stage four liver cancer last summer in 2020. And from the time we found out to the time she died was about six months, seven months. So it happened really quickly. And the last 10 years of our relationship was very difficult in ways. There was a lot of tension, a lot of misunderstanding, a lack of deep connection. Um, And we just didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it wasn't until she died that I really started to understand her and therefore understand myself. And so if you're someone who also has lost a parent, lost your mom, I so feel you. This conversation is for you, but this conversation is also for those of you who have your mother alive. Maybe you have a beautiful relationship with her and maybe you have a little bit of a stressed one. And this is to give you tools and resources to understand and heal in this plane, in the 3D, and also on a very high level. And if you're someone who's like, well, I have a great relationship with my mom. I don't really feel like I need to heal anything. I just ask that you sit in conversation around it because it's not about fixing something that isn't broken, right? It's not about, oh, well, it's good. So there's nothing for me here. It's 
recognizing that there's awarenesses to be had. And if you're someone who wants to be a mother down the line, or maybe you are now to a young child, you're acknowledging parts of your life and your childhood and your experiences so that you have awareness around how you show up in the world, how you mother. And maybe you're mothering yourself and reparenting, which we'll get into. Maybe you're mothering an actual human, or maybe you're a dog mom like me. You get to take these awarenesses and lessons and use them in this experience. So my mom and I had a difficult time, and so much of my life was based on what she told me. So yes, extreme codependence. I very much only trusted her. And I only did what she told me to do. And I also realized that I had forgotten a lot of my life. And so most of it was based on the stories that she told me about the way I was treated or the things that I did or what I told her, how I acted. And because I trusted her. I just believed everything she said. I didn't think to question it. And it wasn't until she was gone where I started to really question my life and start to question, is that actually what happened? Or was that the codependence and manipulation that she utilized to make me believe something about myself to benefit her? Now, that's a really difficult thing to look at. but. I realized after she passed that she was a narcissist and in talking with my therapists and different healers and and mentors that I have, they all were very clear that I had a mom who was a narcissist in this life. And my mom even came forward to acknowledge that. And she was protecting herself because she was treated really poorly as a child and had a really difficult life, very challenging. And so she utilized that to protect herself. And so, so much of my life was stories my mom told me and the stories were in order to benefit her, to keep me close to her, to keep me reliant on her, to trust her and to think that very much the world was against me, that I had her and she would protect me and save me. So I had to go back and look at my life and say, Okay, knowing this, knowing that there was manipulation present, how can I start accessing what was true for me? And so I started going back through different stories she told me and started sitting with, does that resonate with me and does that feel true? And some of it did, but some of it didn't. So then I would really sit with the feeling in my body. Okay, why does this not feel true for me? Well, because it just feels very negative and very manipulative. And if it feels that way, then there's probably something there that I get to see where this is not resonant for me. This isn't the experience I had. And going through this process doesn't mean that I found all the answers and all the true stories. And that's not really the point. The point for me was to start identifying where there was manipulation, where I learned to not trust myself, where I relied on someone else to tell me the story of my life. 
Where I relied on someone else to tell me the story of my life. Where are you in your life allowing someone else to tell your story? The story I had been told was the one my mom wanted to tell so that she would stay safe and that she would protect me and find value and worthiness in herself in doing that. Because if I needed her that badly, that meant she mattered. And it's sad to say that because my mom was so amazing in so many ways and I don't think she ever realized that. She didn't have someone to tell her that growing up. It was the exact opposite. She was bullied and abused and treated really horribly in so many ways. And I'm sitting here and I had people constantly telling me I could do anything and I was amazing and pushing me and driving me. And so I realized that it was a coping mechanism. But because she did that, I had a very clear story about who I was. So I decided that I had the opportunity now to rewrite my own story, to tell a new one that felt true to me, to really sit with, well, what did my childhood actually feel like? A lot of it didn't feel very good. And a lot of it was due to my parents and the environment I was in and the amount of stress and anxiety that I carried in response to that and not feeling like I had a childhood. I did a past life regression. I'm not sure if I've ever told you guys this, but um, I've talked about Yarun before, but I did a past life regression. And in that regression, uh, one of the places where I quote unquote dropped off was into my childhood home. And so I'm on this cloud on my, in my regression and I drop in and I'm like, oh, it's my childhood home. And I'm like kind of excited to see it. And then all of a sudden I see it covered in this big, dark gray cloud. And I start to feel this like really, really intense anxiety in my chest. And I start kind of freaking out. And he walks me through this and he has me walk into the house and identify what age I am, what I'm wearing, what I look like, what I'm doing in in the house, who's there. And as I walk into the house, I feel so stressed. And I walk to the back and go into the kitchen and I see myself sitting at the dinner table with my parents and my brother. And there is just this giant cloud, physical over the house, but like emotional and, and spiritual just in the room. And there's a heaviness and a dullness to it all. And that's not how I was really told my childhood was. That's not what I remember. And so to be with that, to gain insight into what felt dark and stressful and heavy allowed me to see a possible way things had been that I had not acknowledged before because my mom never told me a lot of that. It was very much the world being against me, but that home was safe. And I may have been safe, but I may not have been happy and taking care of the way I believed I was. And so I utilized that to 
start asking more questions. And that's taken me into this time of realizing that it's not always what I thought it was and that's okay. But now I get to take that awareness and knowledge and create something new for myself. I think the other thing that comes forward when we talk about working through the wound of mothering is what I learned that day in my regression and what I have learned in many, many other scenarios is that my parents may have been physically available for me and taking me places and doing things, but the emotional availability was lacking. And so I didn't feel like I could express myself and I felt very stressed and I felt like I had to keep it all together and to put on a show in order for people to think that I was perfect and had my shit together. And I've talked about this before when my parents would always make sure everything was clean and looked nice and had to be taken care of and do things a certain way and needed to be portrayed to the outside world, you know, with the perfect box with the bow on top, you know, me and my analogy on that one. And that's where I learned it. And so it was a level of stress to show up in the world and to be a certain way because I learned that from them. And it's knowing that my mom really needed to show up in that way again to protect herself from people seeing what she was really going through. And that I didn't have to keep that with me or to carry that anymore because I could be raw and transparent and open with you. And I could show you all my cards. And that that's okay, that I don't have it all together. And releasing that tie to their trauma, releasing the need to carry that story and live that story out in my life because that's what they did. Because that's not mine. So what story do your parents, does your mom have, did she have that you're still living? Because it's what you learned. It's what you learned to be the truth. That everything must be a certain way in order for people to like you and accept you and think a certain way about you. How can you let that go? Where is it dictating everything you do? How are you wrapped up in it? They weren't emotionally available. They were in a constant state of protecting themselves. And so I couldn't be emotionally available either. I had to stuff it down and hide it. And so this season of my life of reparenting is really holding myself, allowing myself to feel and grieve and be sad and be scared. And verbalize that and physically show it. Physically show up in those feelings and emotions without apologizing for them or feeling bad. Feeling like I'm not good enough because I felt a thing. It's not true. And though they may have never said that, they showed me 
Well, that's not something that we do. That's weak. People won't accept you. People will judge you. So now I surround myself with people who I know to be emotionally available, to hold me physically, spiritually, to show up for me, to see me in those moments of vulnerability without judgment. It's part of what I'm experiencing in dating a woman. In case you haven't listened, Connor and I are dating someone together. And she and I were just talking about that this morning. There is a healing that happens in being held by a woman and not in a sexual way. And having someone hold you and be with you, really be with you, play with your hair, rub your back, listen to you and see you in every shade. There is a healing that happening happens because most of us don't grow up with parents who are equipped in all the ways we need them. And that's okay. They're doing their best. But there is an awareness we get to have as adults where we can allow someone to show up for us in that way. And it's part of the experience I'm having. It's not something I anticipated, but it's healing not only my relationship with women, my relationship with my own femininity, but my relationship with my mom. Because I know that had she been able to, she would have done that. And she really tried in her own way. I needed to be held the way I'm held now by myself and by others. And so I make the choice to fill my life, to fill my cup with that beauty, with that connection. Not in anger that she didn't do that for me or that she wasn't available in that way. She didn't have that capacity. She does now in the ethereal and it's fucking awesome. She has her hand on my right shoulder the whole time I'm talking. And she's just nodding her head. I see her. And it's so beautiful. But that's part of why I feel like I was gifted with a woman in my life in this way. It's almost like my guides and my angels and my mom like brought this woman to me to hold me as a part of my healing of that little girl. And I have an incredible sisterhood who you've heard many of them on the show who hold me across the interwebs on Zoom, who hold me in person when things are seemingly falling apart. And I continually show up and ask for help and ask to be held because I know that that is part of the gaping hole in my body that I get to fill now. And it's not a codependence the way it was with my mom to please show up this way and do this thing for me. It feels like a co-creation where I get to ask for what I need, where I get to ask for help, where I get to be vulnerable, and I bring that energy in to my space, and I create 
and hold and mend and fill with the energy that's around me, with the women I attract into my life to heal that. And it's so beautiful. We get to heal ourselves. And in that reparenting, fill in the gaps. Where are the gaps for you? Where are the gaps and what is it that you get to inject into those gaps to make yourself more whole, to give yourself what you didn't have, to release that resentment or that anger for what was not available to you? And how can you now surround yourself with the type of women who help you fill those gaps? who assist in your healing, who can help you close that chapter on what was and open a new chapter of what's to come and what's possible. My therapist, my better help therapist, she read this to me from A Course in Miracles. So she teaches and has been teaching since she was 19 from A Course in Miracles. And I'm so obsessed with her. But this passage from A Course in Miracles, which I'm about to read from you, is incredibly profound. And in my reparenting, in my healing of that wound, this brought so much clarity for me. And I want to share it with you. And it's all about false self-concepts, which I had never heard about until a couple months ago when she read this to me. But it's basically who we always thought we were. And so much of who we thought we were is wrapped up into our parents. And so for me, losing my mom and then not having a relationship with my dad anymore really challenged me to question what my identity is. And It was very painful and difficult because I had to go down the rabbit hole of looking at, well, who the fuck am I? And reevaluating my entire life. Because if I'm not my parents, if I'm not just an extension of them, then who am I? And that's a freaky little rabbit hole to go down. (laughs) And it takes time and I'm still going through it. But this helped me so, so much. So I want to read it to you because it's so beautiful. There will come a time when images have all gone by and you will see you know not what you are. It is to this unsealed and open mind that truth returns unhindered and unbound. Where concepts of the self have been laid by is truth revealed exactly as it is. When every concept has been raised to doubt and question and been recognized as made of no assumptions that withstand the light, then is the truth left free to enter in its sanctuary clean and free of guilt. There is no statement that the world is more afraid to hear than this. I do not know the thing I am and therefore do not know what I am doing, where I am, or how to look upon the world or on myself. Yet in this learning is salvation born and what you are will tell you of itself. And what you are will tell you of itself. Your parents will not tell you who you are and you will not tell yourself who you are. It will be revealed to you. The moment everything comes crashing down, the moment you begin to question it all, the moment your identity is shattered, 
the truth will come forward and who you are will be shown to you. You will not decide. You will not dictate. You will not be in control and you will not be told. It will reveal itself. In a world where we are so enmeshed with our parents, where we believe the stories they tell us, where we trust them before we trust ourselves, where they live vicariously through us and we believe that that's okay and that we owe them something because they didn't get the life they wanted, so now we must show up and live up to their standards and expectations. In a world where we don't get what we need as children and we're left with gaping holes in our bodies, where we are codependent and feel the need to people please, to keep the peace, to make sure they're okay, to take care of everyone before ourselves, to stay quiet and stay small. We get to let that identity fall away. And as we do, it will tell you of itself. Your truth will come forward. You will be revealed to you. In this softening, I even feel it in my voice and in my body in this episode. You know me. I like to get on my fucking soapbox and scream from the rooftops and light your ass on fire. It's one of my favorite things to do. I also love the softness and the duality. That I can light you on fire. But I can also hold you in the vulnerability. Hold you in the melting and the letting go and the falling apart. You don't get one without the other. I only scream from the rooftops and shout from the mountains because I soften into the earth. I have both. You get both. And in healing the wounding with your mother, in healing the gaping holes, in acknowledging your relationship and the truth of it, you get to soften. You get to feel compassion and empathy in ways you never knew possible. That is the gift. The gift of forgiveness and compassion and empathy and understanding and perspective. As I said at the beginning of this episode, I am extending this conversation inside the onyx with the prompts I created for this conversation to deepen our healing and to create and hold the space for what is possible when we really begin to fill in those holes and those wounds from childhood with our parents and specifically our mothers as little girls. So if you would like to join us in deepening your experience, we would love to have you. You can head to the show notes and click the link to sign up for the Onyx today. Before we close this out, I just wanted to give a special little shout out to my dear friend, Dr. Kat Meyer. She is an incredible woman. Oh my goodness, I love her so much. And she hosts two podcasts. So if you are into all things sex education and super sexy masturbation time, um, Kat has two podcasts. So Eat, Play, Sex is one of them. And she does a lot around um, alternative 
relationships, learning more about what's possible for yourself in the bedroom, connecting to your body. She's an incredible sex educator. And then she also has Erotically Wasted, which is her fucking amazing voice. I have to tell you, it is so hot. Um, And she's reading erotic poetry that she writes. And it is so sexy and so beautiful and really helps you tap into your body and connect with yourself and open up that erotic goddess within you. So you can head into the show notes and check out Eat, Play, Sex and Erotically Wasted with Dr. Kat Meyer. And I got to tell you, I think you're going to enjoy it. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you would like even more exclusive content, conversations with me, the ability to connect with women in a really sacred space to continue to challenge yourself, to create space for yourself and come back home to your truth and your knowing, I would love, love, love to have you inside the Onyx, the incredible space that I created for women like you who want more and who are ready to lean in to all of it. You can go to patreon.com slash the Kelly show. The link is in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you in there and hold that space for your growth. See you soon.